Before I do a little bit of a, a presentation, what I want to do is just kind of get us started on a conversation. Um, and I had some thoughts about maybe picking up with the incense of power. Um, but if there are other things that are more important on your minds, things that you're, you know, questions that you may have, let's really make this free so that I, I don't have, this agenda can, can be set aside very easily. Um, but Jan was saying, asking me, we were having a conversation about pilgrimage. I was saying I took a group of men uh, a number of years ago, my son and I, uh, my son's a priest in Shreveport now, um, and he was, had just had graduated from college, and he helped me organize a trip to Spruce Island in Alaska. And we took a group. It's, it was a long haul. We had done other smaller trips, which I would probably recommend doing. If you, if you all wanted to do some kind of trip to a monastery, I know there are several that are closer by. Uh, we have one an hour and a half north, a men's monastery, OCA monastery. Where's that? It's up in... Um, near Abiquiu, uh, New Mexico, so a little bit north of Santa Fe. And uh, there are six monks there. Um, one of the things, our, our little church, uh, you know, is, uh, started in end of 95, and we bought a little house, and that's where we worshiped for a long time, and, and we really felt a, a connection with this monastery. And so before we built our own church, we decided we we just took some money that somebody had uh, offered and we built a retreat house at the monastery so that we could go on retreat. It's just a small, uh, like for three or four rooms, it's, it's a tiny place, but we wanted some, some place for people to go on pilgrimage and to have time to pray and get centered and so forth because we live in a, in a chaotic world. And, and things like when, you know, Project Mexico or... When you, when you do that, you come back changed. I, I felt that coming back from Project Mexico. That was a type of retreat. Um, sometimes kind of a working retreat. There can be other times where maybe it's more of a meditative uh, retreat. But how important that is for, for, I think, for men to get together and, um, and do things like this, like you're doing today. I think it's really valuable we live in a world that's pretty fragmented, and oftentimes guys just... just you know, when yeah. you were describing where, you, where your origin is in the great southwest yes. of Mexico, I'm thinking, you know, all these associations, almost like the dry southwest, uh, the desert fathers, you know? <laughs> and then there's the enigma of the atomic bomb was just a short distance from there where it's, the first atomic bomb happened. Yeah, it's an interesting place. <laughs> it's yeah. a contrast. There's a lot... Yeah, it's an interesting place to live. Um, when I first started going out to the monastery, there were only a couple monks there. One was from Georgia, because uh, the, uh, the monastery originally was a skeet of uh, the Glorious Ascension Monastery in Rusaka, Georgia. And so they had a... Georgia or the country? No, the, the state. Uh, yeah. So there was a fellow, a, a young monk that I met there when I first uh, first started going up, up to the monastery. I was still an Episcopal priest at that time um, when I first started going. And there was a monk, and I was all interested in the Desert Fathers and so forth. 
And I, I came up and, and uh, this monk was working on something and he, he had a very Georgian accent and um, southern accent and so forth. And I, uh, I said, this is a beautiful spot, you know. And he goes, I love the, I can't do his accent, I love the Desert Fathers. I hate the desert. <laughs> he was used to green, like the, you know, yeah. and coming to the desert. I love the desert, Father. I hate the desert. I thought he's not going to last long here. Is he still there? No, no, he was gone within a fairly short time. Yes, you have to have some affinity to the desert to to be in that. Um, anyway. Jan was just suggesting, you know, just to raise that question too about if, if, you, if we want to talk about that kind of thing, pilgrimage and, and so forth, we can certainly add that in or, or discuss that. Uh, our time when we went to Spruce Island, we, I took our, included our, our deacon, our archdeacon, who's now 93. He was probably at least 83 or 80, maybe 85 at the time we went. I remember helping him get into this skip, the boat, you know, that took us from Kodiak, and we had to wade out in the water. It, it was rugged. Alaska is a, is a rugged place. Um, but, but you can see we're all rugged guys here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my deacon's 85 and going on this thing and, and sleeping in a sleeping bag. On, you know, it was, I was, he's, he's going at 93 still, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, Anyway, Jen, I don't know if there's um, more, that, but we'll, we'll put that as a topic that we could pick up. Um, but I want to first just commend you all for, for showing up on a, on a beautiful Saturday morning where you can be out doing other stuff. I, I appreciate you coming. And, and um, for those who were here last night, we talked about these, these three powers that are God-given in the human person. They're all uh, created good, but they've all been t twisted or distorted uh, because of the fall. This is what we would say that sin has done in the human person. Uh, and those three powers, they're on the board behind me, the noose or perceptive power, that's that ability to, to perceive the spiritual realm. It, it also includes the physical realm, uh, but it's, it's in addition to, um, you know, being a man in this world, uh, a, a, a builder, a maker, a, a, you know, interacting in this world, it's also um, that there are times where we step back for a moment and uh, we move. It's not anti-rational, but it's transrational. There's a movement up higher than where we spend most of our time, and, and that part of us, that's part of everybody, um, is this noetic sight. It's ability to perceive that there's something more beyond this world. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, to, it's what, when, you know, when we go out, like going out fishing or something like that, it's not just to, to fish, it's also just to sit. Mm -hmm. Just to be out in nature. And um, sometimes... We men need a kind of, some excuse. We need to go fishing in order to, to do that. We need, we need time to say, I'm not just going to work today. I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to take, walk, come aside 
and to be open to something more. Jesus did this with salt-of-the-earth men, fishermen, and, and you know some, some rough guys that he chose for his disciples. But they would go to a lonely place. They would go out on maybe an adventure, and in the process, something happened, and they would have some kind of aha experience. Mm-hmm. And Peter would, you know, respond, oh, you, you are God. And, and, you know, that beautiful passage where they're out on the boat, do you remember? And, and they'd fished all day, you know. Jesus is teaching in the boat. Do you remember this story that uh, the fishermen are all sitting aside. They're cleaning out their nets. They had fished all day. They hadn't caught anything. They're pulling all the seaweed out of the net. Jesus finishes his teaching and he says to Peter, let's launch out into the deep. And do you remember Peter's response? Oh, Lord. And I'm thinking, he's probably thinking, what do you know about fishing? This is not the time to go fishing. We fished all day. But he sees something in the the face of the Lord and then he, he... it's not written in the text, but you just know he says, no, oh, Lord, you know, he's kind of saying no. But he, something happens, but at your command, we'll launch out. So they go out into the deep. And the deep is not just the water. It's, it's a reference also to where God calls us to go into the, our, our soul, to go down deep. And to find out what's there, to let down the nets. And so he lets down the net into the deep. You know the story, right? And now they can't pull it up. There's so many fish in it. And they're, they're calling the others out there and they're pulling it up. There. And, they're, and, and what's Peter's response to that? It's not like, you know, something happens to Peter there. If it was merely on a kind of rational level, I think Peter would say something like, Jesus, we're signing you up. You're going to be part of our fishing company. And um, you're, you're, you're a, you really know where to take us. And, and this, we're going to go big with this. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, we'll, we'll get some more boats and we'll, we'll increase our production. And uh, if, if it had been on, on just this level, it would have been that. He would have been doing a little dance in the boat. Woo. Yeah, you're the fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesus. Uh, you know. Yeah. Wow, you never told me. And, you know that kind of thing. That's not what happens to him. He falls down in the boat to the feet of Jesus, it says, and it says he throws his arms around him. I can picture him on his knees, kind of putting his, just, he falls down, and I kind of picture him just kind of putting his arms around Jesus' legs there, you know? It just says he falls down at his feet, and he says, depart from me, I am a sinful man. And what I hear in that is he's saying, Depart from me, never leave me. Depart from me, never leave me. I'm a sinful man. You must go. Don't ever go. This is saying, don't ever go. Depart from me. You know? (laughs) You know? Don't ever, you know, depart from me. And he's just grabbing on. I don't know what that, that story does for you, but it says something to me of what it's like when 
in my own daily life if I can maybe let down some of my own armor and defensiveness and kind of needing to have it all together. Peter's undone at that moment. But it's a kind of being undone. And we'll talk about this in the last talk that I'm going to do today, this, this kind of um, apophatic place, this place of unknowing, this going down into the depths. It's a kind of being undone that then builds us up into something more renewed, some, something, something much greater. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a being undone in order to be built back up and, and reordered. It's such a challenge. I mean, yes, I mean it, in our, this world, I mean, we're constantly being called to be rational and to, be, to put that aside and to do that later, if ever. If ever. I mean, not just by, by in, in, from all sides. I mean, yeah. So let's take a quick break then since we're set. Oh, we set? Right then? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's just pick up, bring, get a dish, bring it back to your seat. And, and we'll eat and, and maybe have some conversation around the, these thoughts. I may pick up just a little bit on the incense of power too, and then we'll, have, we'll go from there.